blood of the Lamb. Amen. Let's put our hands together and worship Him. double time to keep you from saying anything about being redeemed. Hallelujah. Amen. So there's a lot of different ways you can praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And they're all in the Bible. And if you want to run around the church tonight and worship the Lord in spirit and in truth, here's your chance. Hallelujah. If you want to clap your hands, now's your chance. You want to wave your hands? You want to spend a little time in prayer? Now's our chance, right now. Amen, because the Lord is worthy of the praise right now. Amen, front to back and side to side. The Lord is worthy of all the praise. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were they thankful. And uh, I want to be thankful. Thank you, Jesus. Thankful I'm alive. Thankful I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Thankful for my shoes. Thankful for my clothes. Thankful for the food we ate today. Amen. The Lord has provided it all. All right, good to have you all here tonight. Uh, Kids Quest, you can be dismissed in Jesus' name. And uh, I do not have my uh, prescription glasses, so we'll just make do with what my wife lent me. How many thankful for the kids? Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something. These kids have got a bright future if they put the Lord first. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness and all these things will be. We worried about what are they going to do for a living? Where are they going to end up living? Where are they going to end up going to church? What kind of pastor are they going to have? Don't worry about it. Take no thought for tomorrow. Just tell them, seek first the kingdom of heaven. And his righteousness. And the best way that you could teach him that is to do it yourself in the home. Praise the Lord. All right. Who was here Sunday morning? And I'm Sunday morning and heard. And okay. So we're going to go back and touch on some things. And then we're going to move right ahead. Um, pray for Brother and Sister Purdue's uh, safe passage as they travel. Um, and that they're having a good time. Um, I don't know when they're, yeah, I'm, I bet it is really hot down there. Um, if they don't push themselves, there's no need to do that. That's not what it's about. Um, but 
I want to say here a very, I just want to give us a, we can go to Psalms chapter number one, and then we'll read that, and then you can be seated, and then I'll go back and reach into uh, Sunday morning. And I know I've uh, read, quoted this chapter many times already since being here for about a year. But the Bible says, Blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. And I want to say something right now. There is no option what godly people do with their time. The Bible tells us what to do with our time. Right there. In his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the shaft which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor the sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Everybody say amen. You can be seated in Jesus' name. So Sunday morning we touched on Joseph and uh, some of the things that transpired and, and uh, Bishop Purdue asked me to teach on a, the topic of growth tonight. And so uh, the primary topic is growth, but I want to title this um, Growth Person Ally, which is, if you uncapitalize the A, it says personally. But person ally, make two words out of it. And uh, I want to, so we'll go back and speak about Joseph for just a brief moment. And I th think I said this Sunday morning, but uh, something you, that you could learn about uh, preachers is that when we walk out of the, out the back door of a service, doesn't mean we walk out of what we've preached or taught. And so I, I re-digest you know, I don't want to make it like a cow, but regurgitate it and chew it up and think about it and wonder what was said, what rested where, and on and on. <clears throat> but remember that Joseph was given a coat of many colors. And so that coat of many colors was stolen by his brothers. They took it off of him. And I want to leave one real quick tidbit with you before we move into the, the growth personally. People can take what you own and what you have, but they cannot take your dreams and aspirations. Don't let anyone, anyone steal your dreams. Don't let them steal those uh, non-materialistic things that the Lord has given you because they are priceless. We could get you another coat. It may never be the exact same coat, but we'll get you a functional coat. We'll get you functional shoes. You can get another job, but you need to hold on to what the Lord wants to do in your life. All right, so we know that uh, to be blessed of God, everybody wants to be blessed. I don't care who they are, where they are, um, what what they're going about, every. This world is, is, is rich with struggles. Um, doesn't matter how rich you are, there's still struggles. I've watched it. And I've seen it. You can read about it. Um, I think about Mel Gibson. I hate to 
I'll just go ahead and use him. We probably all heard about him. He had the most expensive divorce in uh, the history of Hollywood. At the time, he had like $900 million. And that by the time the divorce was done, he had to, you know, basically part with half of it. Um, so, you know, life is rough. Life is tough. And uh, everybody wants to be blessed. And we know that the, the blessings of the Lord maketh rich and add no sorrow. So I want to be blessed. And the, uh, Psalms chapter number one outlines so, such a huge part of how to be blessed by the Lord. Now we go to Matthew chapter number 26. And we're going to get into the meat of this, the growth that brings um, blessings to the individual. And we're going to try and shake it down in the fear of God. I was asked tonight if I was ready to go, and I, if I was prepared, I said, uh, no, I don't think I am, because I, I never know really what's going to happen. Um, this, isn't, this is not 100% pre-planned, and that's, that's the way I like to roll. Praise the Lord. <laughs> All right, uh, Matthew chapter number 26. And uh, verse number 20. And now when the even was come, he sat down with the twelve, and as they did eat, he said, Verily I say unto you that one of you shall betray me. And they were exceedingly sorrowful and began every one of them to say unto him, Lord, is it I? And he answered and said, He that dippeth his hand with me in the dish, the same shall betray me. All right. So if you, first thing that you, you must understand about serving the Lord. You reap what you sow. There are principles that you cannot cross without horrible, horrible retribution from the Lord, God Almighty. There is a misconception and it is flooding uh, the United States of America, and unfortunately, it's finally made its way into the apostolic movement. And it is this, it's a philosophy that you cannot offend the Lord, you cannot do enough wrong that you will never be right. And I'm here today to take that philosophy, and I'm here to grind it into powder and let you know that if you do the wrong things, the doors, I'm going to take it to the extreme, and there's, of all the people I know, I feel like I know very few people who are of a reprobate mind that have gone out the, out the church doors and will never be allowed back in to not, not a local church, but the body of Christ. Very, very few people. And, and uh, the Bible says that the only sin that can't be forgiven is blasphemy of the Holy Ghost. You, there are some things you just don't cross them. Don't think, you know, don't think because you've been disappointed with what's happened at your local church or in your Sunday school class two years ago or the way a preacher treated you or a way a fellow saint treated you that that gives you the right to critique the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords that had no flaws in him and he's never done anybody anything but good. He's never done me wrong. Amen. I, I felt a lot of pain from a lot of people in a lot of areas. But what's kept me around is the fact that 
He's been a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He's given me a job. He's given me, um, I remember, for lack of, I'll go ahead and tell you this, when I was working for $50 a day, I remember driving around and I, I was feeling the pressure. Because even in the early 90s, $50 a day wasn't, wasn't enough to really make things go. We survived on it. But I remember driving around, start beating on doors, and by the end of the day, I had a substantial amount of uh, work lined up. And, and praise the Lord, it, it, it helped tide us over until things really made progress. That's the Lord. My God will provide all your needs according to His riches and glory. So... Uh, these 12 men handpicked by the Lord are sitting, sitting with him and he's talking to them about them. This is where true growth happens. It's when you are dealing with the Lord one-on-one. When he's telling you something and you are talking back to him, there's there's a connectivity. You know, I, I can say, hey, these two people like each other. And then I ask one of them, hey, you ever talk to him? Nope. You ever talk to her? Nope. So I, th- I thought you guys liked, well, we do like each other, but you're not talking. Now, I'm not, I'm not talking about uh, 12 and 10-year-olds. I'm talking about, you know, people got a little age on them, and, and it may turn into something. You know, they're talking. They're interacting. That's what people do when they're trying to grow a relationship and build something that's far more than casual. Amen. I'm not here to have a casual relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm here for my growth personally. You say, why is he, what's the ally? We're going to focus on personally first because if, until the person is established in their walk with God, until you are answering his questions and he's answering yours think about that for a second until he answers your questions till there's that connectivity what should I do where should I be how should I act how should I treat these people how should I approach this problem is there really that relationship that leads to the personal growth that is necessary so one man is told, you know, somebody's going to be- betray me. And they all ask, Lord, is it I? Everybody wants to know, Lord, am I going to make it? You ever ask the Lord, am I going to make it? Am I going to tough it out? You know, I, I'll tell you, I, I'm, it, it's been a tough road to hoe, folks. Because, I, I, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, it's no fun wearing a coat of many colors. It's no fun being... It, it, you know, if it wasn't for the internal joy that I feel, if it, if it wasn't for what I, if it wasn't for my dreams, amen, if it wasn't for, you know, being, uh, uh, you know, driving down the road in a tractor, it, it doesn't happen all the time, but driving down the road on Bethel, of all things, right by Northside High School and speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance, amen, I don't, I don't, I can't wait, young people, I can't always wait to get to the altar, Amen, to get filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Yeah, I went to a big inner city high school. We had a riot. Yeah. Thank the Lord. I, the Lord had me miss school that day. Yeah, I know what trouble is. I know what it's like to um, go to church on Sunday night 
and still, you know, throw a 357 under the seat of my pickup truck and drive around Indianapolis with a bad attitude. Yeah, I do. No, no way. Yes way. Oh, police pulled me over on north side of Noblesville one time. I was coming back from deer hunting. I had a bag, grocery bag. Back, you know, you guys still know what paper bags are. Grocery bag of my dirty clothes there. Coming back from Upland, Indiana. Upland, whatever you want to call it. And I see I was going 70 mile an hour on 37 when it was, you know, 55 was still, they tried to enforce it, I guess. And I seen, I seen a guy go past me. And I looked down, 71 Nova. I said, oh, no. Sure enough, he come back and got me. I took that little pistol. I raised up the clothes in the bag. I think I was still in high school. And <laughs> shoved him under the dirty clothes, put it like that. And he goes, you know how fast you're going? I said, yeah, I was going about 70. He said, I'm giving you a ticket. I said, all right. I just wanted to get the ticket and get out of there. Amen. Well, anyway, when I took my, my Pentecostal mother with me, I'm going to go ahead and say it, that long, uncut red hair, and we stood in front of the judge in Noblesville, Indiana. He looked at her. She's 5'2", 120 pounds. Yeah, she wasn't a big woman physically, but she was a big woman spiritually. Yeah, and I'm going to go ahead and say it. Big personalities do not replace people that are spiritually powerful. I'd rather be spiritually powerful as I would be dynamic personally. I'm not sold out on the, on the, uh, the preachers that can all dress just right. I'm not sold out. What I want to see is people that are powerful in the Holy Ghost. Amen. You all can feel what I'm talking about, can't you? Amen. Give me the, un, the, the unadulterated, apostolic, Acts 2.38 experience. I don't need to hear no goody two-shoes messages that you, that you got off of sermon.com. That's not what makes my soul happy. I'm not being a smart aleck. You listen to me. Amen. Give me what thus saith the word of the Lord. I'm going to ask the Lord, Lord, you say somebody's going to betray you. Anyway, mom stood there. The guy said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I can't remember his name. I think he had a reputation of being a tough judge. There's something up here I'm scuffing. And a uh, tough judge. And he said, I'm going to send you to defensive driving school. So I went to defensive driving school and never went on my license. And praise the Lord, I still have a legal right to operate a vehicle in the state of Indiana today. Amen. How many know that it's a privilege to be able to drive legally? It's a privilege. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, and uh, and we make a living doing it, some of us. Praise God. I don't want to mess with Ball State. You lose your license, they'll say, hey, Horner, there's the door. Don't come back. And they've done it to a few guys that I work with. Um, so we want to look at the Lord and we want to say, Lord, I know that a lot of people have failed you. You know, am I going to fail you? And uh, in this situation, he said, He that dippeth his hand with me in the dish, the same shall betray me. Now, we know this is a unique scenario, but we're going we're gonna to draw something from this. So let's go down to um, uh, Matthew chapter 26, same chapter, and um, verse number 33. I think I got marked 34, but uh, we're going to go to 33. Things change from studying to getting up here. Peter answered and said unto him, Though all men shall be offended because of thee, yet 
will I never be offended? And Jesus said unto him, now remember, this is the same guy that above, on up, every one of them, in verse number 22, began to say unto him, Lord, is it I? This is a key part to personal growth. Question, ask the Lord about you. They didn't, the old song says, it's not my brother, it's not my sister, but it's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Amen. Now, I'll tell you, I ended up in this church because I've been on a prayer quest. I drew closer to the Lord, and then I end up here, a place I never thought I'd end up. Have you ever been someplace you never thought you'd end up? But here I am. Amen. My little notebook here is getting filled up with notes and messages that I preached right here. So these guys said, is it I? This is something that we got to integrate to personally grow. Am I doing the right thing, Lord? Am I in the right place, Lord? Do I have the right attitude? Do I wear the right clothes? Do I look the right way? Do I smell the right way? Do I give the right amounts? These are the questions we should ask ourselves. And of course the Lord will answer. All right, just like he did then. So Peter said, uh, verse number 33, Though all men shall be offended because of thee, he asked the question earlier, is it I? He said, He's probably like, it's not me, because I didn't dip my hand. But somebody knew that they were going to betray the Lord. So, uh, yet will I never be offended. He said, I'm never, I'm going to do things this way for you, Lord. Did he? No, this is part of personal growth. You will, we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You will make mistakes. You will feel the pain of godly sorrow. And you will have to learn, this is one of the key things, you will have to learn to follow the voice of God. It may come through preachers, it may come through fellow saints, it may come through a dream. You're going to have to learn to seek, to, to, to develop a, a high level of sensitivity to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church because the Spirit's speaking. He's speaking to them directly. He's speaking to us directly still. All right. Verily I say unto thee that, that this night before the cock crow thou shalt deny me thrice. Peter said unto him, Though I should die with thee, yet will I not deny thee. Likewise also said all the disciples. Amen. All right. When you're in a crowd... People have a tendency to do what the crowd does. Just going to tell you straight up, straight down. But where the real test comes is when it's just you and the Lord and the challenge or the adversary of the situation. Praise the Lord. True stuff. What people do in public is not always what they do in private. Choose your friends wisely. If they act a certain way here and then they don't act that way out there, ditch them.
Amen. If he, I'm going to go ahead and say it. If he runs around the church and speaks in tongues and then traps you in the car and wants to French kiss on you like he's trying to siphon a garden hose, ditch him! I ain't always been 54. I haven't always thought this logically, brother. Ditch him. Say, when you're ready to get married, you could come back. But we're not doing this. Save you a lot of trouble. There's a lot of people that wish they'd have done what I'm telling you to do. Because they done got married to somebody they didn't really want to be married to just to cover up what they was really doing when they weren't amongst the crowd. That's just a cold, hard, simple fact. All right. We know the Lord's not pleased with fornication, is he? It's still a sin. Amen. It's still a sin. And it's not going to change. It's forever settled. Amen. And I thank the Lord that I am married because it is very difficult. And there's a lot of witnesses in here. It's hard to find a good spouse. And he that findeth a wife, it doesn't say a girlfriend. It says a wife findeth a good thing. Yep. I ain't taking it back, brother. Amen. I want these kids to know. You can't play with fire. You will get burned. Praise the Lord. If I, I could tell you some stories. Now, I mean, not, not about that, but funny things. You know, one time, you know what they say about firearms. Don't keep a loaded gun in the house. Well, one day I had this old 22, and it's a, it was a pump action. And I had it loaded in the house. And I was looking in the mirror in my bedroom. And I said, this is a good room for it. Because the pump action gun is just like that. And there went the mirror. And so I've got a little scar in my foot right here. And I say it's from a loaded gun. I didn't shoot myself in the foot with the gun. I shot the mirror, and then when I moved the mirror, the piece of glass fell out and stabbed me in the foot. Amen. Let me tell you something, folks. Sometimes it ain't the first mistake that gets you. There's a later result that comes back to haunt you, and I still got this scar in my foot from doing what I was told not to do over and over and over again. All right. Jesus said, don't dip your hand in the sop because you're the one that betrayed, but he went ahead and done it. In a hurry, I don't, you know, and I don't really want to get into the uh, the personality traits of Judas, and I would love to. I didn't. That's not what I studied on. But we're building we're building a two lane road here. One guy's headed one way. One guy's headed the other way. Right? One guy's going out that door. Judas is going out that door. I look funny in these glasses. But guess what? The message isn't funny. 
Because somebody is in the valley of decision tonight, or the Lord wouldn't be using me to address these principles. All right, Peter said unto him, Though I should die with thee, I will not deny thee. Likewise also said all his disciples. And so a little bit later, we know that Peter, um, it's in the same chapter, 69, chapter number six, um, verse number 69, same chapter, Matthew 26. Peter sat without in the palace, and the damsel came unto him and saying, Thou also was with Jesus the Galilee. This is one of the saddest things that can ever happen to people. Didn't you used to go to church? Didn't you used to be a holy roller? Didn't you used to say that you couldn't live like this? And you may have to answer them. Yeah, I did used to go to church. Yeah, I did used to believe in the Bible. Jesus said, before the night's over, you'll deny me three times. And Dancel came unto him and says, you've been with him. But he not denied them all, saying, I know not what thou sayest. When he was gone out into the porch, another maid saw him, saw them that were there, this fellow was also with Jesus of Nazareth. Again, he denied with an oath, I do not know the man. I do not know the man. Denied him, he lied about him. He's, got, he's, in, deep, he's in deep trouble. He's in a dangerous place. After a while came unto him, and they that stood by and said to Peter, Surely thou art one of them, for thy speech bereath thee. And he began to curse and to swear, saying, I know not the man, and immediately the cock crew. He's denied the Lord, lied, he's cursed. And and the Lord's word comes true. I want you to know something. The word of the Lord is going to come true. Whether or not you're right and ready to do his work. The word of God, there is heaven and earth, will pass away, guaranteed. United States of America will be G-O-N-E. It's only a matter of time. I don't know how long it's going to be. If I knew that, well, I wouldn't be, you know, preaching. Uh, I mean, if I, could, if I could come up with those answers, wow. I don't know how many people's here, but there would be times a thousand. At least, probably, if I could come up, come up with those answers. But the Lord has not given me those answers, and I don't even ask for them. Heaven and earth will pass away, but His words will never pass away. That's why when Joseph received his dream, it was a word from the Lord. 
was not from his father. It was not from his brethren. It was not from his mother. Second cousin, make it up. I don't care. It wasn't even from the high priest or the priest or whoever would have filled that role. It came from the Lord. Growth, personally. The pressure is on us as individuals to perform in a godly fashion to bring growth to ourselves initially and then we're going to see how this can spread when we are truly in God's will with the right attitude, the right mission, and the right message. Amen. I didn't write none of that down. <laughs> All right. Amen. The Lord's good. Amen. Let me tell you something. You can't never replace the anointing, folks. You can't replace it with sermon.com. You cannot replace it with Bible school. You can't replace it with blood. The Spirit of God is undeniable. And if you, when you got it, you know it. You feel it. It's, Jeremiah said it feels like fire. And then fire shut up in my bones. Doesn't sound like Jeremiah was a boring individual. Read, you know, as we, as we know, you can read the old time prophets. You can see that all the things that the Lord did through them, all the things that were accomplished, even after they were dead. They threw people on top of them, and the people bounced right back up to life. Oh, yeah, that's when you know. And that the promise was, his request was, Lord, give me a double portion. Hallelujah. Give me a double portion. I, I pray that every person in here would pick the most spiritual person you know. And be careful, but absolutely, I'm saying pick the most spiritual person you know and ask the Lord to give you a double portion of their spirit. How can you go wrong? Do you believe we're living in the last days? You believe these are perilous times? I do. Have you ever had, you know, we could ask for a car that's twice as good or a job that pays twice as good. Let's ask the Lord for twice as much spirituality as we've ever had or that we've seen anyone else have because it is time to make it count. Peter said, I'm not going to deny you, but look what happens. He does. We know that one man took the 30 pieces of silver. What time are we going to wrap this up? 810? All right. <clears throat> one man took the 30 pieces of silver, wanted, made the deal, said, I, you know, I'll trade this for the Lord. I don't know what he was thinking. I don't, I don't know if he thought that it was everything was going to work out no matter what he did. And he just saw, let, let me tell you something. Always be careful when money comes into the equation of your service to the Lord. Always be careful. Let me, let me remind everybody something, a little, little tidbit. It costs, you can look this up. Between 12 and 16 cents 
to make a $100 bill. Look it up. It's public knowledge. So, if you, somebody, you know, satanic forces come in. Love of money is the root of all evil, after which some have coveted. This is what it said, and erred from the faith. That's what it said. They erred from the faith over money. I don't want to lose my soul over things that cost them. I'll round it up to 20 cents, 25 cents. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt that inflation has even hit the Department of the Treasury. I don't want to sell my soul for things that they make for 25 cents. And on any good given day could become worthless pieces of paper. Not interested. I'm not trading silver for the Savior. Amen. I've made my mistakes. I have wept bitterly over them. But I said I had more with Jesus than I ever had anywhere else. And so he, even though he told me the truth, and this truth pains me so greatly, I'm still going to go back to the one who saved me over and over and over again. Amen. It's personally, on a personal level, Peter said, I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to. He threw the silver away. Then he threw his life away. Peter did neither. Were Peter's mistakes greater? I'm not going to say they were greater or smaller. They were mistakes. How many knows a sin is a sin? A mistake is a mistake. I've got, I've got, uh, I know a man that did 15 years time. Went to the same church as a youth. He was just old enough, older than me that I didn't know him. He went to the home church. He left the home church. He did a drive-by shooting. The shooting connected. They sent him away. Fifteen years. He, when he was locked up, got his soul right. And today he's a free man. Doesn't live that awful far from here. Married a girl from the home church. They had a son. I don't want to ever give up on my Savior. Amen. Judas gave up. He said, that's it. I'm done. I don't know if he believed a lie and was damned. I, I do not know. That's not what I came here to, to, to delve into tonight. But these two men rode with, rode with the same crowd, walked with the same crowd, but had two substantial differences. So personally, on a personal level, Peter said, all right, I'm not, I'm not giving up on this. There's more to this. Whew, this is a big one right here. No matter how long you serve the Lord, no matter how long you go to church, there will always be more to this. There's always more to learn. There's always more to experience. There's always... Higher heights, you know, you look around, you know, read some books. There's some people that said, hey, I've had four number one hits, and now my girlfriend broke up with me, and I'm just done. 
and they quit. And they quit in a big way. It's called uh, the Club of 27. You don't want to join it. Something like that. They say, hey, there's nothing else worth living for. Well, they're so wrong. Yeah, and I'll go, I might go ahead and call one of their names, Jimi Hendrix. Highly intelligent man, highly skilled, so wrong. If I could talk to him tonight, I said, Jimmy, the answer is at, the, is at an altar of prayer. Jim Morrison, I'd say, hey, Jim, come on now. Kurt Cobain, bring it on up to some modern times. I don't know who else is in the club. They've done it all. They've been there. They've, they've seen a lot. Uh, my wife was uh, uh, accumulating a list of popular people that we know and popular, well, some of the young ones don't remember them, but we remember them, that say they received the gift of the Holy Ghost. But they've went on their way. And they've decided to go on their way without the Lord. Peter comes back. What's, what happens to Peter? He gathers with them in the upper room. And the Holy Ghost falls and he begins to preach a message that makes him not only personally grow, but he becomes an ally to other persons. Now here's the key. When we, when we elevate ourselves spiritually... Or push ourselves, whatever the answer, get right spiritually. It's the only way that we can truly have an effect on the world that we live in. Amen. We're an open, I'm going to go ahead and say this, we're an open epistle. We're read of all men. People, people know your secrets. You think, oh man, I'm going to hide this. I'm going to, nobody's going to know. I'm going to church. Somebody knows, folks. Somebody's seen you go there. Somebody heard you say this. Somebody, even if they don't have proof of it, they've already thought it. The Spirit's already revealed it to them, and there are no secrets. But for us to personally influence the current world that we're living in, we're going to have to say, yeah, I did deny the Lord, but I'm full of the Holy Ghost now. I'm ready to preach what the Lord's given me now. And this is what I've got, and this is what I'm going to preach, and this is how I'm going to say it. You may have heard it before. Of course, when Peter preached it, they hadn't heard it before. It was a brand new thing. But away he went, and he became one of the most well-known ministers of the New Testament. All right. Praise the Lord. Mark chapter number 11. We'll move forward from that. In Jesus' name. I know it's Wednesday. Um, I am... I am excited about what the Lord is doing. I'm scared about what people are doing, but I'm excited about what the Lord's doing. You know, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I, uh, the Lord doesn't do anything new. He's doing what He's always done. He's delivering people. He's healing people. We had a healing, a, a verified healing here within the past two weeks. Was it? Last Wednesday, one week ago, verified healing right here. Praise the Lord, and I give the Lord all the praise for that. Mark chapter 11, verse number 12. And on the morrow when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing a fig tree afar having leaves, he came. If he happily, he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves 
for the time of the figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said unto it, No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. Now this is something that seems very, very harsh from the Savior that the world wants to tell us that Jesus is. That he can't reject anybody. He can't reject any situation. He, he'll fix everything. That's what people think. God will fix everything. He's going to do this. <laughs> I got... Uh, Um, no, I got a story I want to tell you, but uh, there are some things that I do wish would end in our world, but the Lord allows them to go on. And I want to be wise enough to know where to apply myself. Anyway, so the Lord looks at this tree. Number one, it's not his tree, quote unquote, by law. Now the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, but he walks up to this tree. He wants some, he's looking at a fig tree. He knows what he's looking at. He knows how that fig tree should function. He knows everything about it. Why does he know everything about it? Because he made it. The Lord knows everything about us. He knows what he wants us to be. He knows what he wants us to do. And he's coming up for these inspections. So, I, mm, seeing a fig, a fig tree, him happily might find anything. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. For the time of figs was not yet. Now, the thing I read said that the figs should have been on the tree, but not fully developed because fig trees, uh, according to what they said, I'm going to take their word for it, that fig trees will have fruit before they have leaves. So he went up there. He knew what, he probably by looking at the leaves, he said, this thing's got fruit. And I'm going to get me some. And you know, if the Lord wants something, he deserves it, right? Right. And he wants you. And he wants you to be productive. So, but he looked at the tree. And he said, no man eat fruit thereof. Uh, fruit of thee hereafter forever. And I thank the Lord. I, I want to stop here and say something. I thank the Lord that, that somewhere along the line that the fear of God was burnt into my soul that one of the days that if I was to go too far, say the wrong thing too many times, that I would be rejected by the Lord. And I never, you know, so far, I don't want that to happen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Okay, and they, uh, so we know that he walks up the fruit. Now, story number two. See the, the dot there if you've got a, the King James Version. And I forget uh, this, I want to say Strong's Concordance, but uh, Thompson Chains. All right, it's got the dot there. They came to Jerusalem. Change the thought. Where does he go? He goes to the temple. And he began to cast them out that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves. Remember what I said earlier. Careful when you mix money into salvation or what you're doing for the Lord. Praise the Lord. I got a little story to tell you. 
One time a buddy of mine took off. He went to Espanola. He said the Lord told him to go to Espanola, New Mexico and start a church. And off he goes. And they did not go with any funding. They went on faith, on the word of God. And times got tight. And uh, his wife said, we got to have some stuff to eat. He said, all right. I think, I don't know if she told him once. You know, a woman can sometimes say what's on her mind several times, and the man can listen to her. There's, there's the problem. I'm not going to blame the women. Blame the men. Didn't hear him the first time. Oh, we need some food. We need some grub. We need some basics. They're not, they're not asking for, uh, uh, they weren't asking for carrot cake with uh, cream cheese icing like I had for my birthday. Um, they're, just, they're just asking for food for the basics. And he said, all right, let's go to Walmart. She says, why? Well, we don't have any money. So, well, we're going to Walmart anyway. They go to Walmart. <laughs> and they go through. He says, well, get some stuff. He says, well, why? We ain't got no He said, get some stuff. They get some stuff. They put it in there. And he says, well, what do you think? And she says, all right, I think I got enough stuff. He said, all right, let's go up to checkout. They went up to the checkout. Let me tell you something. This ain't no joke, folks. This is the real deal. This ain't. 500 years ago, 100 years ago, this is, you know, 15, 20 years ago, which to me is in current times. They go up to the checkout. They're standing there in the checkout, and he looks down on the floor, and there lay a $50 bill. And he said it was in front of him, but he said he just went up there, and he said he just pretended, stood on that $50 bill, just kind of playing it off. Just as, He said he knew whose $50 bill that was. Stood there, and his wife finally made her up. He said, mm-hmm, mm-hmm got him the grub and they went on to preaching the gospel in a city that was well it's uniquely known for being um, a high crime area which you can't you don't think of New Mexico as being crime ridden but you know they, they want you to go visit Albuquerque and not worry about the crime in Espanola all right so these this is what the Lord will do he'll take you places he'll provide and when he wants you to perform he's going to make a way so Jesus went up to the fig tree. He said, "Up, oh, I need performance." Then he went to the the house, the house of God. Jesus went in there and began to cast them out that sold and bought in the temple because they're performing for themselves. They had not prioritized the work of the Lord. This is what this is going to come down to. He cursed the tree; the tree burned up. The people are in there making money from selling the sacrifices, money changers. Not only they're making money from selling the sacrifice, they're making money from exchanging money. Okay, so, uh, you know, like at school you say, hey, uh, give me, I'll give you 50 cents today, but Friday you owe me a buck. You know, of course, that'd be funny nowadays. Um, you know, it's called, you know, it's like a pawn shop. Hey, I'll give you this $2,000 watch. Uh, they say, yeah, we give you $200, but when you come back to get it back, you got to give, in a month, you got to give us 300 bucks or whatever, however, whatever their price margins and stuff are. So Jesus goes in, he, he doesn't like the way the, the fig tree is performing, he curses it. Well, when, pe- when he goes to church, when people are not performing the way he wants them to, what's he do? He overthrew their tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves and would not suffer that any man should carry any vessel through the temple. And he taught them saying, it is not written, my house shall be called of all nations, the house of prayer, but you've made it a den of thieves. 
he's focused on personal growth because he wants growth for us personally and he wants it for all people. Amen. Acts chapter number 2. A little bit after 38. Verse number 39, he said, For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as the Lord our God shall call. With many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Seems like Peter has taken on a lot of the attributes of the one that he had denied. Praise the Lord. Amen. Galatians chapter 5. Verse number 12. It's 10 after 8. I still remember when uh, the night of the bishop's birthday party. It's short and sweet. Amen. I feel good about the, what we're covering tonight. This is what it takes to grow. We have to have an understanding of our Savior. To know Him right, to know Him correctly, to know Him properly, to know Him honestly, to know Him truthfully is life eternal. You've got to know, you've got to, you've got to have all the facts. Um, I said... Those of you that are employed at Ball State, you'll find you'll find this humorous. Somebody tells me something once at Ball State, I just, oh, I, yeah, mm, okay. Somebody tells me twice the same story, I'm like, hmm, I done heard that before. Hmm. Then I, whoa, whoa, who, who told you that? And they all in, and I said, hmm. The third time I hear it, I'm pretty much thinking this is rock solid. I call it triangulation. The Word of God is not for personal interpretation. It is so interconnected. I've, and you all know that I've said that over and over. It's connected from front to back and side to side. And it's connected from good godly people. Boom, 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 boom. It's the same spirit that wrote this book. Is the same spirit that's in us. This book produces truth. We should be producing truth. When the Lord examines us, He doesn't want to see, you know, nothing he doesn't want to sing partially, eat, uh, partially eaten canker-wormed stuff. He wants to see good, excellent fruit that he, is, that, he, that he designed it to be. All right, verse number 12, Galatians chapter 5. I would they were even cut off which trouble you. For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not your liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. For the law is fulfilled in one word, even this. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. If ye bite and devour one another, take heed that ye be not consumed one of another. This I say then, walk in the spirit that ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that 
ye would. Amen. Paul said, he said, I keep my body under subjection lest after preaching to others, I myself should become a castaway. If Judas could have just stopped, he said, I've made a mistake. I'm going back to the one that I've seen fix mistake after mistake after mistake. His greatest error was not betraying the Lord. It was permanently forsaking the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's all stand this evening. Yes, sir. Amen. That's right. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Brother, every job in this town is the Lord's. Every business, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The, everything is the Lord's. Amen. Everything. So let's make sure that we're his. Because he's got all the rest of it. And I, I, amen. He's got the whole world in his hands. Amen. Let's pray. And just